In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, where I'll ask the question, what is the new covenant? Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34 says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Jeremiah is primarily a prophet of doom, explaining to the people of Judah that they are going to be taken off into captivity, that Jerusalem would be destroyed, the temple would be destroyed, and that God will be displaying his wrath against them. But while he's doing that, every now and again, the Lord will reiterate this promise, this promise of a new covenant that he is going to establish with his people, a new covenant that won't be like the last one, but it's going to be different. It's going to be one that cannot be broken by the people. It's going to be one that he institutes and he establishes and that cannot be broken by man. And it's in looking at this new covenant that we will see the great glories that are to be found in Jesus Christ. So here are three thoughts from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, answering the question, what is the new covenant? Thought number one, it's different. The new covenant is different. It is different from the old covenant. The old covenant that God made with his people when he brought them by the hand out of Egypt works like this. God says to them, I am your God. You are my people. Here are the rules. As long as you follow them, we're cool. But we all know what happens. They don't follow those rules. The people of Israel don't keep God's covenant. And again and again and again, they break the law that the Lord had given to them. You would think that if the almighty creator of the universe, who did all of these plagues against Egypt, had brought you up out of slavery and established you in a new land and said, here are the rules, you would think that you'd follow them. But they don't. They don't. They don't follow the rules that the Lord gives them. So the Lord is going to institute a new covenant a new covenant that isn't bound by the behaviors of the individual, a new covenant that God himself is going to accomplish. And I can't help but get images of Genesis 15 flowing through my head where the Lord goes between the split animals, demonstrating that he is the one who's ultimately going to accomplish the great covenant. Thought number two, internal law. So the law that the Lord gave to the people of Israel after he had brought them up out of Egypt was a written law. It was a written law that they could see, that they could examine, that they could study. And isn't that a beautiful thing? But he says that in the new covenant, in this new Israel and Judah that he's establishing, he's going to place his law on the hearts of the people. That everybody who is engaged in this new covenant, that they are going to be a part of it and they won't have to say to one another, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. 
they're all going to know. They're all going to know because the Lord is going to ensure that they know. He is going to place his law upon their hearts so that everyone who is a participant in this new covenant, they are participating fully and freely and joyously, and they will never break it because the Lord has changed their hearts. His law is written upon it. You can kind of see that idea of the heart of stone being turned into the heart of flesh with this idea of having the law of God written on their heart, can't you? Thought number three, greater in scope. This new covenant is going to be greater in scope than the old covenant. The old covenant was bound geographically. It was bound ethnically. It was the people of Israel who were the recipients of the first covenant, but the second covenant, the new covenant, that which God is bringing in and accomplishing on his own, it's going to be greater in scope because it isn't going to be bound by geography. It isn't going to be bound by ethnicity. It's going to be open and free to all, and that's precisely what we see Paul talking about when he's talking about the scriptures saying how there's neither slave nor free, Jew nor Greek. He's demonstrating that the scope of the new covenant, the scope of God's promise to his people is greater than anyone in Jeremiah's day could have imagined. It's a beautiful thing that the Lord extends the extent of his kingdom even further than when he had made his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's extending and it's becoming more grand and more wondrous. And we're able to see in the New Testament just how grand the new covenant really is. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of Jeremiah chapters 27 through 31. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.